Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, February 28th. No one comes to the Father but by me. Today's scripture reading is found in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 9, from the voice translation, which again is modified just a wee bit. Jesus tells the disciples, Don't get lost in despair. Believe in God and keep on believing in me. My Father's home is designed to accommodate all of you. If there were not room for everyone, I would have told you that. I am going to make arrangements for your arrival. I will be there to greet you personally and welcome you home where we will be together. You know where I am going and how to get there. Thomas interjects, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the path? I am the path, Jesus says, the true one, the living one. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you know the Father. Rest assured now, you know him and have seen him. To which Philip says, Lord, all I'm asking is that you show us the Father. To which Jesus responds, I have lived with you all this time and you still don't know who I am. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. How can you keep asking to see the Father? This is God's Word. Every road leads somewhere. That's the whole point of a road. A road implies a journey to a destination. The road itself is not the destination, but it's rather the means to arriving at the destination. In that sense, the road is not the ultimate point, but is rather the way to get there. Now, admittedly, some roads are themselves the destination. We travel them for the sake of the road itself. For instance, if you've ever driven down Lombard Street in San Francisco with its eight hairpin turns, it's probably not because you needed to get to a shop at the bottom of the hill. More likely, you specifically sought out Lombard Street with the sole aim and purpose of driving down it. It's the same with the sunken road on the Antietam battlefield. I haven't walked it five times because I needed to get from the visitor center to the observation tower. I walked it because it's the bloody lane, the sunken road in Antietam. Same thing with walking the mile-long path leading across the fields of Pickett's Charge at Gettysburg. I've walked that path five times too. And not just to get from Confederate Avenue on Seminary Ridge to the Copes of Trees at the Angle on Cemetery Hill, let alone to the McDonald's that is now nearby. That kind of ruins everything. In this case, the journey, the experience of the path, is itself the destination. The same could no doubt be said to a large extent for more traditional pilgrimages, like walking the Camino in Spain. Sometimes, The path and walking it is the point. And while we can argue the same for the path that is Jesus, in our text in John's Gospel, Jesus would probably insist that he as the path is not the point, but rather that the point is the fully realized revival at the Father's house, with its many rooms and ample space. There is one God, affirms the Apostle decades later, 
one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all humanity. That's 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6. A mediator is the middleman, the go-between, the broker, or to use the metaphor of John 14, the connecting road, the spanning bridge. Once again, some bridges are the point, like the Golden Gate Bridge, which we cross for the experience of crossing it. Well, unless it's part of our daily commute because we live there. Because most bridges are simple, vital connectors, getting us across a chasm because we're going somewhere. Like the Rainbow Bridge spanning the North Fork of the Paya River above Smith's Ferry. Most of us don't go find the Rainbow Bridge as an end in itself. We're just glad it's there so we can get up to the lake in McCall. In the same way, Jesus is the bridge spanning the gap between God and humanity, between the human and the divine, the spiritual and the material. This is the consistent theme throughout John's Gospel, Jesus as the nexus, the vital intersection of both human and divine, spiritual and material, as the means through which humanity accesses the Father's presence, and through which the Father's presence accesses us. Which is why John can... which is why John constantly reports Jesus talking about us knowing his Father, and why in his final talk in the upper room, he emphasizes their full arrival at and realization of his Father's house. This is why they shouldn't give way to despair. He goes to the Father, and so will they. Yes, they already know the way there. They'd already been walking it for over a year, on those dusty Galilean roads covered in the dust of their rabbi. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how often do you find yourself thinking of Jesus as the means to the end of communion with the Father, rather than as the end game in himself? Or does that thought itself sound foreign or maybe even just a tad blasphemous to you? Why? Why does Jesus place so much emphasis on getting to and knowing the Father? Does this sound like good news to you, or is it a bit off-putting? Once again, why? The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique Father-Son operation, coming out of Father and Son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the Son the way the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. That's Jesus in Matthew 11, by the way. Lord, draw me into these Father and Son intimacies. Disarm any remaining fear in me when I contemplate such intimacies and set me fully on the path towards them as I follow and embrace you as the true and living way to the Father's heart and hearth. Through your mercies.